Everybody, Cable Smith, welcoming each and every one of you to episode 71 of Justified Pursuit. Thank you so much for being here. That is great to be talking all things society and issues that make myself and my co-host, the good counselor Chisholm Cook, want to pull our hair out on a daily basis. Uh, but Chisholm, we were in Turkey Camp this this week together, and you said you're you're working on that. You might just have to take a break from the news. <laughs> it's become a beating, um, yeah. but that's sort of a cyclical thing for me. I um, I kind of engulf myself in it, and uh, at some point, reach a kind of a, a point where it's like I should focus on something else for a bit, and then I'll take a kind of a halfway sabbatical. Um, maybe not quite listen to as many podcasts. I can't ever like just completely detach from it, but, and then, uh, I don't know, become a little bit more obsessive again. Um, yeah, that's definitely where I'm at at the moment. I look at my feed and I'm like, I don't want to listen to him. I don't want to listen to her. I don't want to listen to them. I don't want to listen to Z or yeah, whatever other gender pronouns, uh, might apply. Although I don't think I really have many transgender folks on my podcast feeds i have listened to a few who tend the ones that i've heard of tend to generally not be down with the status of their current movement they're not anyway uh, dude not there's a lot of i mean jordan peterson talks about this all the time he gets flooded with emails from transgender people who are like you know what we want is really just to be like normal part of society and not highlighted every second of every day by activists who don't understand our life. Mm. You know, they don't, you know, a lot of them aren't down with, with the, the, the way that they, okay. For example, right. Those that claim there's no difference between men and women in the first place are actually denying the reality of a transgender person. Cause they're saying there is a big effing difference. I'm stuck in the wrong body. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, it's the illogic of leftism and its contradictions and its double think, you know, there are like normal brained transgender people who say this doesn't make any freaking sense, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I got um, Buck Angel that was, uh, was highlighted in that, um, uh, irreversible damage book. It's a transgender man, you know, he's not down with the current movement and then there's this transgender lady named oh man it's on the tip of my tongue what is her name she was on rogan a little while back not Doesn't sure matter. um you know she's like hardcore unwoke hmm. yeah interesting huh. yeah well it's the problem with leftists in the first at the end of the day you can't you can't step away from it all because you have to do this podcast so so here we are. Get your fill, sir. <laughs> uh, I, have I mentioned this I on the show yet? That I saw sometime last year, I think, an article in, you know, something like Slate, probably, or, you know, The Atlantic or some typical left-leaning online 
publication might have even been the times that was like making the claim that basically podcasting is uh basically therapy for uh white cisgender heteronormative males <laughs> because minorities yeah, don't I. in in gays don't podcast again the problem with leftists <laughs> is they just group everybody into classifications but my uh, point being they weren't i can't say they were totally wrong <laughs> yeah this is essentially uh a bit of therapy for me getting to uh bitch and hash this stuff this. out yeah. Two, yeah. two white dudes grabbing about things they can't control as someone left that review on our right. uh apple podcast feed but they did throw in the adjective grumpy right but i'm two not grumpy, grumpy. i'm dudes. a happy guy i think specifically the things that we can't change and i'm like well um well you know what and we're if we change. don't talk about it how will things right. ever change you just take it up the butt and be like oh yeah well they're <laughs> screwing me again and I'm just going to go on with my life, I guess. And next week, they'll do me in the butt again. And I'll, it's like when you're paying for gas. Uh, I saw this Carrot Top bit the other day. You know, Carrot Top is a, uh, a gag, you know, a, a comedian that uses props. And right. how that dude, how Carrot Top has a residency in Las Vegas and has for like 15 or 20 years is mind-blowing to me. But now he has a gas pump with a mirror on it so he can see himself getting boofed in the hiney every time he fills up the tank. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Anyway. Oh, I saw this. Um, and I've seen a couple of them now. The the letters that um, convenience store owners are putting on the pumps that say, do not remove the Biden did that sticker. You're being you're under surveillance. He's the reason why you're paying these prices. Don't leave. Don't touch the stickers. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Anyway, um, I want to start with um, Greg Abbott because I think this is awesome what he's doing. And you you mentioned that you heard DeSantis is planning on doing the same thing. But uh, Biden's complete neglect of our border, the amount of money that he has sent to the Ukraine while he won't protect his own country. Hey, don't and, forget about Mitch McConnell and all of his establishment cohorts, too. They want to send $14 billion there, but, you know, can't lift a finger to help some Midwest or even West Coast farmers out with their drought problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, both sides are both sides suck. Just one sucks a little less, it seems like. Um, OK, so here we are. Uh, and God bless Greg Abbott and Governor DeSantis. Here we go. Texas is providing charter buses to send these illegal immigrants who have been dropped off by the Biden administration to Washington, D.C. We are sending them to the United States Capitol where the Biden administration will be able to more immediately address the needs of the people that they are allowing to come across our border. Boom. I love it, dude. I mean, as someone who has a ranch in South Texas, your family property, um, we've talked about it before, your dad even came across a dead illegal on the property one time truth that your situation you're a little farther away from the border there are people literally whose fences are getting uh run over as border patrol chases these these illegals and trucks they've and, run and, through our gate before 35 miles from the border but yeah yeah i mean that that, that, that blew, that's the, blew a huge gate right off the hinges and yeah. this stuff keeps happening um it's a safety issue these people if you had illegals on your property every day, which the, a lot of Texans on the border do indeed experience that ex exact thing, that that's the life that they're living. 
Would you be all gung ho about going to your property regularly and enjoying it? I mean, I've I had wouldn't. trail cam pictures of folks and seen footprints and that dude seen them. One young guy jumping a fence, uh, just a hundred yards in front of us and just like casually walking off into the brush next door, you know, like you are supposed to be there. <laughs> um, it hasn't stopped us from going yet. Uh, I will say that when you call up the border patrol and you put a little heat on the place, what ends up happening is they, they work around your place. I guess I'm kind of getting at it, is it, it's, it's kind of manageable, you know, where you are, because you're not, you're. Would like you said, thirty-five miles removed from it. People like right on the border, dude. I, I mean, I've talked to one guy. Uh, he was interviewed on Fox News. I can't remember his name, um, but uh, every day, every day, illegals on. It's disconcerting, man. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it's in the it, property value. Then goes to crap because nobody wants to buy that situation. So you are kind of like, uh, thank you. Thanks, I mean, Biden. it's been a reality in sure. South and West Texas since. It had and California. I mean, it is that is reality, but it has gotten a thousand percent worse in the last year. Well, you know, the interesting thing is it's become an assault at actual ports of entry, right? Like what we saw in Del Rio and this, whatever this, I, I've just sort of scratched the surface of it. It's more like just kind of come across my radar, but this Order 42 thing or whatever that's about to be revoked, um, you know. The, People on the right are saying it's going to result in an all-out assault on the border. I mean, when, it's one thing to have, you know, these migrant workers, which has historically been what, you know, people in the Rio Grande Valley and West Texas deal with, you know, moving through, heading to cotton fields on the coast, right, who are really not looking for trouble and really don't want to oh, run most, anybody. And, you know, 95% of them aren't. 99% right. of them aren't looking for or causing trouble. Right. That doesn't um, make it right or right. the no, fact no, no, that they're no, not no, breaking no, no, the law. I'm not defending what they're doing. I'm just saying, yeah. like, because it's something that has been so ubiquitous for so long, it, you know, it's just a part of life down there, right? Right. Even the idea, to your point about dad finding the dead guy, like, that's a common, I mean, a fair, you know, relatively common occurrence to stumble on somebody who, you know, didn't have enough water and, died in the texas heat down there um i remember reading an article about that like in texas monthly 15 years ago or something like mm -hmm. that. um but i have heard reports and thankfully haven't seen them myself of you know seeing guys that look like they're up to other things maybe they're mule and drugs um stuff like that when you hear about when you hear about like um cartel violence spilling over into the streets of Laredo from the Huevo Laredo. That's pretty it's disconcerting. Concerning. But but again, that's not the kind of thing that's going to happen in the vast expanses of, you know, in between Del Rio and Laredo, right? Um, I don't know. Sex man. trafficking, it, I think, is a big, a big issue as well. I, that guy who was telling me that once a week he has to go repair his fences where they've been chased by the border patrol and they just smashed through it um right. they uh they've seen what he described as someone that looked like they were 15 years old a girl being chased by three dudes and and she had all she had on was a bra and underwear i mean you can connect the dots what's what's going on there you know like um and then they found passports from india just in a pile of cash passports just 
you know, stuff that was left there. Um, these people, if they do have identification, they ditch it once they get across because they don't, you want to have, you want to start over. You don't want to be traced back to wherever yeah. you came from. But uh, yeah, it's just an the thing that, mess. the thing and that, like, the, I, like, I don't blame them. If I was in their situation, I'd be crossing the river too. Right. And that brings up two things to me. Like, one, the same party that claims that this is a horrible, awful, racist place is inviting this flood of illegal immigration. So it's that's like, a good way to put it. They and, it. And, and to your point, and, and there is, <laughs> you know, they're inviting the flood and the flood is coming. So, seems like you know that these folks are willing to risk their necks to come here so is that maybe not an indication to those leftists who are opening doors that maybe things aren't as bad as they try to make them out to be it's a great all point want to come here it's a point you've made before um but then it just becomes so clear you know i had <laughs> i had wrongly predicted that Trump would win that election because I felt like public sentiment was by and large against leftism in this country. Um, maybe that wasn't the case in November of 2020, but it sure as hell seems to be the case today um, with more and more to the point, Hispanic Americans signing up for switching parties and uh, more and more uh, black Americans signing up for switching parties and you know, more and more uh, old school liberals looking around and going, wait a minute, I'm not allowed to have an opinion anymore. Um, you know, we fought for, you know, women's rights in, you know, college sports for the last 40 years. And now they're getting their records broken by dudes and da, 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 da. The sentiment has shifted to the point where, you know, the, the Democrats are, are, you know, all you know, four alarm fire signaling that they're concerned they're going to get the crap kicked out of them. Well, just go back to 2016 when they lost the election. Nobody thought they could lose Trump v. Hillary, right? The media has created an illusion that this country is ready to embrace socialism, and it's just not. So this door op open door policy of illegal immigration seems so clearly. And then, and then, you know, the rumors about handing Kamala Harris's equity book out at the border to those folks in Del Rio, who knows if there's any truth to that, but more recently this week, there's an article, there's a report out that they're going to be given cell phones. Right. And then why, last, why, why are we paying for that? Last why? year they announced that they were considering giving $450,000 to each individual that was separated from their family. You broke the law. Coming here, yeah. here's your $450,000 because you got separated from your family when the Border right. Patrol started chasing you. I don't give a shit, man. And that maybe sounds unchristian. I don't care. The, you the, broke the, the point law. Being, the, the point being, there's a there's a clear trend in this country that, see, the, see the left has always assumed. Now I swore. Like you, now I've got all fired up about this deal. The left has always assumed that the demographic change in this country would benefit them. That the more black and brown people there were in America on a percentage basis, the more surefire their odds of winning that's because be. they're racist chisholm right because they gin up they gin up racist sentiment all the time and try to brainwash people but then when they push their agenda as they have been it breaks the spell and people realize yeah they're still racist in this country but racism isn't half as bad as cramming all these you know 
not letting me speak, you know, taking away my guns, cramming all these LGBTQRS, uh, you know, agendas down my son's throat in six, when he's a six year old, that, you know, on and on and on. So people switch. And what really happens with immigrants is first generation Americans born of immigrants tend to be some of the most conservative people in America, whether they're Mexican, whether they're Indian, you know, Africans, on and on and on. Those people come here and they watch what their parents left. They, they hear the stories of what their parents left. Right. And they see what their parents were able, able to achieve and provide for them in this country. And they realize, like, well, it's not that bad here. Right. No. It's not. And, it's one of the least racist countries in the world. That's the irony. Right. Like people, and, and I've told you about my travels. That they're like, you guys don't even know what racism is. Look at my country in and, South and then, Africa, where there's where the white people are thirteen percent of the population, and we believe that the black people are here to serve us. That's what that's their mindset, and it's an ingrained mindset in their culture. It's not because I think my friend, my PH, is like I don't look at him and say like, that is a racist son of a gun. That's just the way it's always been there. And they do have inherent racism, right? That's what it is, right? It's generational racism. I don't, I don't think that that really exists here the way that it does there. And if it did, people wouldn't, like you are saying, they wouldn't be flocking to come here. Let's go to the most racist country in the world. Who, who the hell wants to do that? It exists in pockets here, but it is not the norm in this right. country by any stretch of the imagination. But what these people end up seeing is that, that what the left wants is progressivism which inevitably leads to socialism and so many of them fled that stuff that at some point they start to as the cuban americans have done in florida say uh no progressive kamila you're not welcome here because we got the hell out of that mm -hmm. very deliberately right so my point being they're losing the culture war among the very minorities they thought would usher in their rule of you know, their reign of terror in perpetuity. So they're out opening the gates to people to try to establish new recruits, right? So let me ask you this. Like, you brought up no socialism. voter ID, you yeah, know, no letting ID. it letting uh, illegals actually openly letting illegals vote in places like L.A. You're and You're not York, a citizen. How opening, do you get to vote? All of these things are aimed at rigging the electorate in their favor because their policies are not popular and they don't care that they're not popular. That's the funny thing, dude, is that when they, when you really, really boil it down, that branch of, de of the Democrat party are not actually for democracy. They're not. No, but they're you know what they say, which we talked about on our Turkey hunt. Uh, somehow you and I as conservatives who tend to vote Republican because of our conservative values, small government, so on and so forth. The list is endless. You're a Trumpian or you're a Trumper. No, I'm not. I voted for Trump because he was the lesser of two evils. And he was, a, say whatever you want about the dude, but a, he broke the establishment, the status quo. I mean, he did do that. Um, but I'm not a Trumper. I don't, I would prefer if he didn't run again. We've talked about that. You would too, I believe. Uh, it, it's, it's a made up terminology that they've used to throw like lump us all into this cult like thing that they've created by just being on the opposite side of the fence from them. Like, do I believe Democrats, all Democrats are, are evil? No, I don't. I, th I think there's plenty of good people that are Democrats. I don't understand, which we also talked about. Like if you say you're a Christian, how you could vote for some of the things that their party keeps throwing out there. I don't understand that. I can't, I can't reconcile that. That doesn't make you a bad person. 
when you say you're a Trumper or a Trumpian, I think you're implying you're in a cult or you're maybe you're a bad person or there's something wrong with you. It's, it's a negative connotation. Any way you look at it. It for sure includes the concept that you're supposed to be racist, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, no, there are good people who are Democrats, good American loving people who are Democrats, right? Absolutely. They don't think that this country's, you know, irrevocably flawed who still believe in the bill of rights. Those people are the ones that are still under the spell that the, you know, media slash government establishment has woven to deceive them as to what's really going on that's just that's just all there is to that they're the ones who can jump from you know covid hysteria to ukraine hysteria without ever asking the single question about what they're being fed because they're like well the news said it so it's gotta be true they said it so it's gotta be true and then as the news trickles out every week like it's doing right now every single week the things that we have been talking about for several years now are being proven true. They're still right. just like, well, I guess it's true now because the news figured it out. The Some of them, one by slowly one, thankfully, the are news knew out. the truth the whole time and they chose to lie to you. And now, and we've talked about this. The whole thing is a lie. But when you let out one little tiny piece of that, like that you were wrong about this one little thing, that's their, that's the way that they admit that they were wrong is one tiny little sliver at a time and then it doesn't look like you were really wrong at all yeah it's like the pot and it's picture. like the frog the frog in the in, in the water right like if you turn the heat up slowly on the frog the frog just ends up dead it never jumps mm. out because it's a cold-blooded creature that you know <laughs> isn't aware of what's going on right um lizard people let's um let's shift gears and and i do want to apologize because you said that we were I said we were going to do a whole show on the Great Reset, the New World Order, and why the why the left in this country is so dead set on turning this thing into socialism. Because there's there's only a, a very small percentage of the population that's going to benefit from that, and it's the elites. Um, we haven't done the research on that yet because we were in Turkey camp, so we'll do that next week. Sound good? We'll table that. Sure. Uh, because I th- I do want to do a deep dive into that, but right now I want to talk about the Disney dick. I don't just, know if you just, saw that. Just 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 real quick for uh-huh. anybody who's not aware or deeply aware of any of those concepts, it's going to get real conspiracy theory e next week. <laughs> but mm. hey, yesterday's conspiracy theory is today's just regular old conspiracy. So. <laughs> right. All right. So the the Disney dick. Have you seen the gift card? No. All right. I well, so. I want you Wait, to pull you told up our, me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't tell you about it. I want I you to pull up our Instagram right now and I want you to look at it and you tell me if that is not a penis. It's Mickey Mouse with his arm wrapped around Minnie Mouse in her dress. I've looked at it 10 times. Like, I don't see how you could not think that that is a they've queen. always slipped weird stuff like that into. Whoa. Is that a penis or is it not intent? How can an artist make that and not look at me like, oh, what in the hell else is it even supposed to be? Right. It's it's blaring. It's glaringly, blaringly and glaringly obvious. I mixed those words together there. This is a gift card that you could go buy at Target, a Disney gift card, whether you want to use it for Disney Plus or you want to take it to the Disney theme park, whatever you want to do. This is a big old wiener on the gift card. Is it not your look, your face? I, like, is, I don't know what it, any, I can't, I can't see anything else. 
Yeah. Well, if you if you want to take a look, that's supposed to be it. her dress. Listener. It's supposed to be her dress, but it's a it's a phallus. It's up covering her face. Like it can't be her dress. And Mickey has his arm around it, like he's grabbing it, and he's looking at it instead of her. Mickey does. So it's essentially Mickey Mouse grabbing a wiener. And dude, have you ever gone back and looked at some of the old films, especially from the nineties? All the I mean, I've heard of the Aladdin stuff and seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in there. Yeah. Uh, like I know, like in Lion King, when Simba goes off by himself when he's like an adolescent hanging out with Timon and Pumbaa, right? And he wanders off by himself and he's all depressed, right? And he plops down in some stuff, and then this like pollen flies up and it flies over, and Rafiki grabs it out of the air and realizes Simba's still alive. It spells mm-hmm. out sex as clear as day dude yeah clear as day and so so clearly that disney's explanation at the time was like oh that's because that's what he was thinking about he was mourning for nala his girlfriend it's like (laughs) okay stretch then there's the scene i guess at the end of um uh the um the mermaid the little mermaid Mm -hmm. where um she's getting married on the boat either her or the witch is getting married when she's like pretending to be the other chick and the priest has a boner like no doubt about it it's got like a, he's well, pitching a tent i mean ariel was pretty hot so yeah anyway uh <laughs> i remember those things i was in junior high when the aladdin stuff came out i don't remember the aladdin even movie. younger what when the movie? um I think that they whisper the word sex in that one. If you go back and you play it slow, like there's innuendos in that film as well. But this is taking it to a whole. I mean, here's a penis on the gift card. Do you disagree? Disney Studios been yeah. grooming kids since 1992. You just went there and spent a boatload of money. Would after everything that's come out after <sighs> since since you've got back, would you go again? I'm not. I, I'm told my wife. I was like, I'm out on on Disney. Like I'm just not supporting it. This is. It's absurd, dude. They're supposed to be the protectors of childlike innocence, and they're and this is their they're part of the grooming. They're not all. It's a huge corporation. There's a massive pushback going on within the organization right now against it. Right, that's that's coming out. There, are, there are insiders that are leaking uh, text messages, emails, like uh, Slack chat threads of actually LGBTQ people within Disney who are like. We don't have a problem with this Disney, with this Florida bill. It's pretty obvious that kindergartners through third graders don't need to be talking about, uh, you know, Sex. sexual orientation, gender identity issues, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I think I mentioned when you asked me this right at when I got back, I didn't see any of this at the park. None of it. Right. The next week, they were supposedly going to have a walkout and one person showed up. I've talked right. to my buddy, to our friend out in California who works in tech and has like, you know, because he's been out there for so long, some ties to, to sort of that world and to Disney and everything. And he's like, he's saying that there's this big pushback too. I think the advocacy is coming from the production side, mm-hmm. Disney Studios. I don't think the park really cares one way or another. In fact, I think most of them as Floridians don't have a problem with it. There is a huge movement among their shareholders right now demanding that this crap stop. Um, the, the backlash that's mounting, things can change, I guess, is my main, my main mm-hmm. point. There's enough, well, something needs to change because this is things, something definitely needs to change. I, yeah. you know, I, the influence is, again, that they one have of those on where, our youth is, it can't be, 
uh, overstated. I, I can't imagine that that they can possibly win. They being the Democrats, the all the you know the supporters of this leftist agenda in this country can't win on this issue. They just can't because when it comes to people's kids, they're going to take a little deeper dive than, I mean, even I think that, I think already you can watch the way the narrative shifts, right? And you can see now that we're for the first three weeks of this mayhem, it was always called the don't, don't say gay bill. And I'm even starting to see our typically, you know, left-leaning news outlets like the CNNs of the world say so-called like a headline will even say so-called don't say gay bill Mm. right and then and and then to their credit in the first paragraph they say it's called the don't say gay bill but what it does is blah 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 right point being if that line was still working they wouldn't feel the need to actually explain it anymore but it works well enough because of the emotional stab that it that it takes that, that they haven't been able to just drop it yet right mm-hmm. so i think it's a good sign that the media is starting to have to acknowledge that all right it technically doesn't say that but in spirit we kind of think that it does so now their argument as of last week became oh these poor teachers don't know how to communicate with their students anymore because they don't get to talk about their partner and their weekend and now there are people like that's i don't care like, I didn't know anything about my first grade teacher's home life, nor should you life with their spouse. Certainly because not their sex life. Your parents if are you're, supposed to do not your if, teacher. And if you've got you're the one to teach math and science, if you've got the one in a billion, you know, seven year old who actually walks into class on a Monday and asks you about your weekend, your response, no matter whether you're LGBTQ or not, as an adult talking to a seven year old is. It was lovely. How was yours? Right. Exactly. What'd you do? We went to a movie. They don't need details, dude. They're not supposed to be your friend. You're a teacher, period. Teach them math and writing. Right. And shut up about your personal life. And oh, you know what? Well, you say you're not supposed to be your friend. You could throw parents in there, too. You're not supposed to be your child's friend. You're supposed to parent. Well, and so and so the what the the real nuts and bolts of this. That's why we're raising a generation of losers that everyone everyone gets a trophy because I'm hey, the bill doesn't even I'm also your best friend. No, you're not. I will whip your ass if you if you screw up. I will spank your bottom. I will ground you. I will discipline you because I have to teach you right and wrong. Well, there's one of your problems. Just uh, there's a there's the fallacy in your entire worldview to begin with is that the right the left doesn't think of any, there is any such thing as right and wrong, right? Everything you would teach your kids My head's about right explode, dude. Everything you would teach your kids about right and wrong become comes from your Judeo Christian ethics and worldview, and they call that bigoted from the start. I need to go because to the they're and because they're post around I'm getting so angry right now because they're <clears throat> postmodernists who don't believe in objective reality in the first place, but. <sighs> The, the, you know, there's still another fallacy being promoted, which is that they're saying that teachers aren't allowed to say these words. Again, that's not the case. What they're not allowed to do is hide what they're teaching and the conversations they're having from parents. And if the parents object, they have to stop. That's what the bill actually does. So it's would not you say even... that the, the state employs the teachers or that the parents do? Huh. That's such a beautiful question. Cuts right to the quick of all this. Their check comes from the state, which is basically just a representative. 
the state is a representation of its citizenry. Right. So yes, they work for us. Exactly. Period. End of story. And that's why, what was his name? The former governor, governor of Virginia who tried to run again and got trounced by young said parents don't have it. Right. Parents don't have any say in their kids' education. Saw how that went. Oh, speaking mm-hmm. of, did you see in um, Kenosha, Wisconsin, they just replaced three leftist uh, um, school board members with three conservatives. Mm-mm. Yeah, like like yesterday. Yeah, it's wonderful. So so the onslaught. Uh, this is this this is their man. Thank God. Thank God, because. By continuing to, you know, Ronald Reagan had that quote that we're always like one generation away from tyranny, right? We've talked about this, but the way that Mao was able to turn China into, you know, a communist authoritarian dictatorship was through basically, re- you know, corrupting the minds of a generation of, of Chinese kids and driving them away from their parents. Mm-hmm. Thank God enough Americans you know a lot of the people who are fighting back against this don't necessarily have a great education on that they just don't care enough about their kids to know that no blue-haired 22 year old government employee or bureaucrat should be telling them what's best for them their kids right and that's a beautiful thing that so many parents do care yeah well and it also opens the door to them learning about some of these things right like this is this this Man, do you remember me saying about the pandemic that I pray, but also hope it slash believe that it will be the start of turning things around in this country? It would get worse before it got better. But that, you know, when you when you see something like that happen, like good can come of this horrible trial. The fact that parents across the country got to see what their kids were being taught and who they were being taught by has us now on this precipice where it doesn't matter what color you are and what party you voted for your entire life. People across the country are rising up when, when, like we've talked about when the city of San Francisco can rise up and eject recall three leftist educators, you know, and as they've said, would have taken all of them out. If the law had allowed it, you know, that the worm has turned, Mm -hmm. but What we have to help is make sure that those people see the bigger picture, that it's not just CRT and, you know, gender confusion, ideology. yeah, ideology, you know, that, that it goes so far beyond that, right? Like, they have, you know, people have to educate themselves. I was having a conversation with a dear loved one on the way to Turkey camp and you know, at the end of the day, she basically, the only defense that she had to her current worldview was hatred of Trump. She, she basically acknowledged without putting it in so many words. She drank the Trumpian Kool-Aid that you're a Trumper and therefore yeah, she succumbed, you're racist she succumbed, and you're she evil. She succumbed to Trump derangement and, and all but admitted it in those terms. Admitting to having voted not for Biden, but against Trump. Like so many people did. And I pointed Especially out. Especially women. I said, I pointed out, there's no such thing as a lesser of two. Was years. this a woman? Yeah, I said she. Male or woman? 
woman. I think it was more, it was, it certainly leaned more on the female side when it was that when you're, yeah, well, let's be, let's be fair, man. That word, that phrase, grab her by the P that broke my mind for a while as a father of four girls. That was horrible, dude. I agree. I don't care if he was joking or not, man. That was horrible. You know, but we've talked about this as well. That was like 15 years ago. Where's that? Where's that line of, uh, he was still in his sixties, right? I'm not, I'm just I'm not, saying we, in, this, in today's world, we are crucifying people based of, off something that they said on Twitter 15 years ago, but, it, but it's, it's bigger than that, dude. Give me a second. I didn't vote for either Trump or Clinton in 2016 because I couldn't stand either one of them. Mm-hmm. Right. But when it came to policies, I knew where I stood. I didn't trust Donald Trump, a man who stood on the first debate stage in 2015 or 20, I guess. Yeah. That primary season. In, on Fox News when Megyn Kelly grilled him and admitted to having always been a Democrat, Manhattan guy, right? I didn't trust him to be a conservative. And you can go back a little further to the fact that he sat in an airplane with Bill Clinton and had a seven-hour meeting the day before he announced his candidacy, and I was pretty well convinced, and kind of still am to this day, that he ran to sabotage the Republican Party to help lock up the deal for Clinton. And it wasn't until he went on a world tour of this country, you know, a nationwide tour and realized how much people loved him and opened his eyes to the reality of what the left was trying to pull. I'm not and willing then, to go this far. I'm, that, I'm going there. I, I see that. <laughs> it's 50 50 at best to me, dude. Yeah. Why did he have that meeting with Bill Clinton? What did they talk about? He had supported Bill Clinton and he had supported Hillary Clinton multiple times in their campaigns. Why did it take a seven hour meeting with him that like literally the day before, like the week of him throwing his hat in the ring? And at least, I mean, it's weird, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> either way, what ended up happening was he spent the next four years doing the things that he claimed he would do and governing as the most principled conservative from a policy perspective, and we talked about this last year, or in 2020, mm-hmm. that we've had in your and I's lifetimes, right? Yeah. So what I came to realize by 2020 was, I no longer am going to let the emotions of personality dictate my vote. I'm going to vote on policy. I would have voted on... That's what I've always done. Find the one that you uh, agree with 60% of the time. Because none but, of them but are again, perfect. But again, you're like, never going to agree with everything that a politician does. I agree. But this is the you know, when we voted we for have. George W. Bush, looking and back in retrospect, it's still the best system in the world. <laughs> when you voted for George W. Bush, looking back in retrospect, do you think you got the policies that you were voting for? Probably not, but it's a 60 40 proposition. Was it maybe 60% of what he did was really in line with your policies, uh, you know, with our, with our, which I would say values. I would agree. You're, very no, little no. of what Obama did was in line with my, right. Values. I voted so, for him the first time and did not vote for him the second time because I realized along the way there, I don't like the way this guy governs regardless of how, you know, eloquent and, uh, you know, charismatic he is. Right. So we, we've got so, more, on, but I, oh. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't trust Trump to do that. And what I pointed out to this loved one of mine was, you voted, I didn't put it in these terms and I would, I'll revisit it one day, but what essentially it was, was she voted out of hatred. She voted for somebody who doesn't represent her values and her morals and her principles and what she thinks the government should be there for out of hatred for Trump. She voted for somebody ironic himself. And she did admit this is so horribly corrupt that he's not, she, she had to admit he's, you're right. He's not better. He's not better. 
So I, I made tiny, tiny Biden progress. Biden is not better, which right. we're going to find out more when this laptop stuff comes out. Right. Well, but, you know, at, at election time, she was able to call all that stuff a right-wing conspiracy theory because she was drinking that Kool-Aid. But, you know, we had this conversation a few months back when we first started putting out there the Sussman indictment. Hey, look, y'all. Turns out Twitter was wrong. And the times were wrong. And the post was right. There is something to this. See what you voted for? You voted for the greatest gangster in political history in 2016. Then in 2020, you voted for the you know biggest gangster. <clears throat> second biggest gangster, I guess. They're both gangsters. But... Anyway, I made I made modest progress, but that's yeah. why you, you, what I stressed was because what I get back from them is like, well, sometimes you come off like she didn't put in these words, but it was like I'm being told that I'm, I'm condescending because I tell them stuff that they don't know. That's because you do the research, right? Which she don't. also acknowledges and tells me she appreciates. And it's like, OK, so are you happier to just be enraged? at words and oblivious to policy outcomes, or do you want to know what's actually freaking going on? Cause I try to share with you all so that I don't care who you vote for, but by God vote for policy and know those policies and what those policies are going to generate this race stuff that they're th these loved ones of mine are hundred percent bought in on. Mm -hmm. I pointed out name one thing the government has ever done. That's made it better. Even the civil rights act, all the Civil Rights Act did was unwind a whole bunch of government policies aimed at discrimination. Meanwhile, the left is segregating college graduations in Washington, in Oregon, in Maryland, and you know Pennsylvania, hmm. segregating racial you know sensitivity training and in cities across Separate the country. But equal, it's still right. trying to make a comeback. So you know. You know, it's really funny. I started off with, what do you know about this? Don't say gay bill. S separate but equal is not funny. That is sad. And the, and the person said, well, I know that politicians will kind of make a mountain out of a molehill for political purposes. I was like, huh? I mean, DeSantis, right? Yeah. I was like, well, first of all, the legislature of that state passed that bill. Um, in fact, they had promoted it and passed it before anybody was talking about it. And it wasn't until DeSantis went to sign it that the media jumped all over it and tried to bag, you know, you know, color him as this anti LGBTQ bigot. Um, but you know, do you know what it says? Uh, well, no, I mean a little bit, I know it doesn't say, don't say gay. Right. Okay. It says that kindergartners through third grader. Right. And I told her, that, I'll yeah, tell no, you right she, now, she that's agreed, more right? than what most people think Chisholm. If so this like person two, that you're two, talking about actually knew that it doesn't, that it doesn't in say, include don't say gay. Most people take that at face value. They saw it on CNN. Oh, the bill right. says you can't say the word gay. But but her initial take on it was grade. that it was just politics. Yeah. It was just designed to stir the pot of right leaning, you know, of conservative minded people. Right. Fast forward an hour later the in the same conversation. And all of a sudden she goes, did you know that until last week there wasn't a law that protected people from lynching in this country? And I go, yeah, I did know that, mom, because it was unnecessary. Because right. lynching would be murder and assault, and you could be prosecuted under that. And we do have something called a hate crime in this country. So if you were to have, you know, 
rallied up a posse of ignorant white people and lynched a black person, you'd have gotten charged with assault, battery, murder, and then you would have gotten like a tenfold, you know, 10x increase in sentencing for it being a hate crime. Right. The lynching bill, the funny thing was like she had bought wholly into the idea that an anti, it was clear racism that we didn't have an anti lynching bill. Like we could have seen that that was exactly minorities. Like it's not a big deal. But, but get back to like the whole conversation started with the idea that DeSantis just promoted this bill to, to make a political stance. And yet the anti lynching bill was absolutely necessary and far overdue. And I was like, mom, lynching doesn't happen anymore. How could you say that? You know, that's not true. And I was like, name the last time you heard about a lynching mom. Right. Well, I mean, they're happening whether we're hearing about it or not. I was like, you think in this, you think in this country, we're all 18 black people who get killed by the police every year. We know their names and we're told to know their names, yet we don't know the 50 white people who get killed. You think if a black person got lynched in this country, we would, it wouldn't be front page news, mom. When you were, you know, she's like, there was a situation in Jasper, Texas, where somebody got drugged. And I was like, I know it was in 1999 when I was a freshman in college, mom. Mm-hmm. That's the last example of a lynching you can come up. I just doubted who I was talking to, I guess. <laughs> it's all right. It's right. all right. Um, anyway. Yeah, I mean, that again derangement syndrome um but i'm glad that you made progress it, it didn't sound like you made progress the way that you ended that but i know that in our conversation well, i was jumping you, all around the ending yeah. was the progress right. the ending was we touch on january 6th and she says something about trump leading the charge for these as she called them i think shit smearing rednecks to charge into the capital <laughs> da, 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 da. and i was like Mom, I know that supposedly happened. It happened. I've seen the video. I was like, well, have you seen the video of all the people who are walking around through red velvet ropes and being perfectly polite and looking around like they were tourists? Because there's a lot of those videos out there. Again, Mom. an organized resistance said, would be said, an armed resistance. These but people more are importantly, tourists. But more importantly, Mom, are you aware of how many FBI informants right. have been shown to have been part of leading the crowd into that building? I said, there are videos, Mom, that you've never seen of people screaming, don't go in there. It's a trap. Don't listen to that guy. He's a fed. He's a spook. No, Chisholm, and that guy leading the charge. Conspiracy theorist. No, no, That's no. My want. mom you're said. Conspiracy theorist. Hold on, hold on. She said, "Huh?" And I and I brought up the Wolverine thing, right? The Michigan uh, deal. Mm-hmm. I said, "Mom, there's a there's a case going on right now where a dozen men were accused of trying to kidnap a the governor of of, of Michigan, and it turns out nine of them were FBI informants, and it was those nine who ginned the whole thing up." Mm-hmm. And her response was, well, that's pretty much what they did in McCarthy era. FBI has to have I, something to do. I said, exactly, mom. That kind of thing has been going on since the McCarthy era. And to give her some, and I'm, dude, you and I differ on this sort of thing. I'm still not convinced that this isn't all part of a grand freaking plan to just, I told her, I was like, look, look at Gitmo, mom. We have been holding alleged terrorists for 20 plus years now in a base we have on foreign soil against the constitution of the United States claiming they were enemy combatants, even though we can't prove it and we don't have charges to actually chart, you know, you know, prosecute them under Mm -hmm. this January 6th thing, mom, there are people who have been held for a full year now without charges against due process of the United States constitution for the same defense of, and, you know, I was able to point out, this is why I don't trust Bush either or any of these Republicans, blah, 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 blah. And like I said, she conceded. She's like, they did that during McCarthy. And I was like, exactly, mom. They, 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 we have a track record here, at least since the McCarthy era. The government has deliberately created conflict to then control the population. 
Mm -hmm. That's where we actually left it. So like that felt like a real breakthrough when in her own terms, she was able to say, okay, we've, we've done this before. And, but what I was saying was when we talk about Trump, it's real easy to say, oh, he's the hero that came to fight it all. Well, maybe, or maybe as I've pointed out before, he's the court jester who pulls the curtain back just enough to let everybody know what's going on. Yeah. But his real, his real purpose in the entire cosmic, you know, in this cosmic play that continues on day after day was to create the environment by which conservatives, gun owners, libertarian, freedom oriented people can be labeled terrorists in this country. He's either in on That's it. That's pretty dark. He's, he's either in on it or he was a useful idiot because he gave that speech and helped rile some people up. And told them march over there and let them know da 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 da. Right? I'm not sitting here saying that's wrong, but it sure played right into those hands, dude. Played right into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I point. don't know. Well, <laughs> I I don't know how to respond to that other than I'm glad that you made some headway with your mom as far as maybe she obviously hasn't taken the red pill yet, but she's understanding that everything on the other side isn't what it was advertised to be she acknowledged to me that she did not vote for the lesser of two evil by voting for biden which means that she's paid enough attention in the last six months to realize he is the gangster crook that we were told oh yeah two years ago she would have denied as as right-wing conspiracy blah 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 yet she still hates whatever let's move on (laughs) enough about mom um so Going back to before before we move on 100% from yeah we got the, the trans hard stuff stop in I, I, I do need you to shed some light on what you told me in Turkey Camp that there's what is it a county in California that is actually it's Palm Springs California it's a city Palm somebody Beach. mentioned it's in oh the desert God. yeah I I guess there's Palm, Palm Springs, Springs California and they're paying people that say they are identifying as trans they have set aside 200 grand from which they will pay $900 a month in what's called universal basic income to anybody who comes in socialism claiming that they're transgender or not or non-binary i would say i was trans for 900 bucks i would imagine that that 200 grand will be i don't know how many people live in palm springs but well it seems so i'm betting there's a lot of trans I'm betting that there's no more legitimate trans people in that town than anywhere else on the whole planet. Oh, that's worse than crapism. There's trans people flock to California. Just like the, it, that's that's a ridiculous statement. It's not like half it's that. A, that's absolutely ridiculous. It's that you not would like say that there's of, not more trans people in a California city than there is in uh, McKinney, Texas, or or uh, Bolverde, Texas. That's absurd. Right, fine, fair. Lid, I, I guess <laughs> it's the tranny capital of the world, and we all know it. California is. Either way, it ain't 50% of their population. I, I agree I bet, it's not 50%. But I bet 30% of the population shows up and says, I feel pretty non-binary. Give me my check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that money's going to be gone pretty what quick. I came up with was that, but... What I came up with was that if Bull Verde, Texas ever does offer such a thing, I am going to identify as a bull dyke lesbian. Because then I can keep wearing camouflage and hunting gear and badass boots and stay married to my wife <laughs> brilliant, <laughs> and really not change a thing i just have to say i'm a, I, I identify as a 
as a pretty hardcore dykey lesbian. And I only do that on paycheck day. <laughs> I can even go back and drive a Subaru again like I used to. Oh, my God. No, I mean, why, would, why couldn't I just pretty, identify that as I remember when you got rid of your truck and got a Subaru. I always thought that was pretty douchey. But... I drove two of them. Blah, uh, they're nice cars. They are. They're fun cars to drive. If you live in California or Colorado, it would be a great car for you. I had a lot of drive, drive fun driving a tranny check. Dude, I flew down that lease road to the Mendiola in that thing. It was fun. Um, it's all-wheel drive. Meme of the week. I've got a good one for you. It's time for the meme of the week. Brought to you by Pfizer. It is a picture of the Titanic when the actor Billy Zane, I forget the name of the character he plays in Titanic, but uh, Kate Winslet's betrothed before she falls in love with Leonardo right. DiCaprio. And, you know, he's a real bitch because the whole time he's just trying to save his own ass and get on one of those boats. And so he grabs some stranger's kid and gets on the lifeboat. And the guy is like, sir, women and children only. And he says, it's okay. I'm trans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, there's your meme of the week. Um, okay. You mentioned Sussman earlier. Let's go back quick. Durham update, and then I want to get into the grand finale of today's program. Yeah, um, yesterday, maybe the day prior, um, you know, Sussman, Michael Sussman, the attorney for the Clinton campaign mm. in 2016, who is the one that funneled all of the Russiagate hoax information to the FBI, who we've detailed is under a federal indictment uh, and being prosecuted for lying to the FBI, uh, specifically about having not represented her when he took all that information to the FBI is of course trying to plead not guilty. I think even his former law firm is trying to smear John Durham and claim this is a, you know, a much ado about nothing. So their defense is a, he didn't lie. And B, if he did mislead, it was non-material. Uh, it was not a, you know, it was not a material lie to, you know, federal law enforcement and therefore not a crime. Um, he, released and I, I, I only it has to have been through you know official court proceedings filings uh, a text message where Sussman texted um, Jim Baker who is the at the time attorney general of the FBI so the top lawyer for the Federal Bureau of Investigation asking for the meeting the next day where he dumped all this information on uh, Baker and specifically said in writing in the text, I'm not representing a client. I'm here on my own behalf as a concerned citizen. I just want to help the Bureau in its mission. So, Which then he billed the Clinton campaign for that time. Right. Then he probably billed him for the text message, I'll be honest with you. But he definitely billed, him for, billed her for uh, the meeting. So that's, that's pretty damning. Yeah. I, I honestly did not know until you brought this up that, um, that Durham had subpoenaed Sussman's text records and had them oh like we talked about public record oh and we talked about it at the time not only that but he has the proof that he had the fact that durham has already proven that he billed that time mm -hmm. to her billing records are attorney client privileged the amount of dirt he must have on that law firm to forcibly you know to force them to surrender that that privileged information and to be able to go public with that dude like i've said before this why is, is this coming out kind of like 
the, how the, the left-leaning news outlets release one little bit of truth at a time. Why, why are we only getting one little Dude, bit? If you want to be, if you want, <laughs> if you want the straight Is this part opinion, of the legal process or, want, cause it doesn't seem like they're not, they're in like a trial. Like why explain this to me? Why am I only getting one little nugget every couple of weeks on an, of an update on what's going on here? The straight non crackpot take would be that John Durham is legendary for his hyper methodical glacial pace by which he moves. Mm-hmm. Um, he never goes public with something until he knows it's as rock solid as the He's ground. He's good, Lebowski, on. and thorough. That's right, and thorough. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> um, my take is that, like everything else, this is just a big cosmic show. And, you know, remember how Trump used to be like, We'll talk more about that in two weeks. Big announcement coming. We'll talk about it in two weeks. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Can't tell you anymore. We'll talk about it in two weeks. It's all about the suspense, baby. To be continued. You can't rush out. We all know what happened. We all know what happened. You say that, but you're giving people too much credit because if I went to my brother and said, are you aware of this stuff? It's actually public record now. Well, what happened? Number one. All of us. Number one, that happened five years ago. Number two, they're probably lying. That's the response. You can't even have the conversation. The fact that your mom was able, was willing to listen. I know y'all probably didn't get into this topic, but most of them won't even listen. They're like, I, I don't care if that's true. That That's irrelevant. That's not my reality. But no, but I'm telling you actual like events in history and facts. No, no, I don't care. Trump's the devil. The end so frustrating um the big the big prediction let's wrap it up with this because you told me this in a text last week or you told actually we were both driving to turkey camp it was on uh, monday morning early you're like i figured it out i know who they're gonna run in 2024 and it was so obvious and it is i couldn't believe it yeah man they have no other option let's uh Let's bring bring back old Barry Soturo, aka Barack Hussein Obama, for round three. Because who else are they gonna run? They they don't have anyone, dude. Who else are they possibly gonna run? And they know they he can win. Are bankrupts, horribly destitute, living they're <laughs> they're Their living house is they're living in a tent repair. They're living in a tent like all the homeless people they enable in cities across the country with no job and no prospects. All they got is this one guy who they think the country would still fawn for. Um, I think they're not wrong. Uh, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Um, But yeah. And what prompted it was the news that he was heading to the White House this week for some stupid event where he was going yeah. to be promoting how great his affordable care act was, which is hilarious. It's been halfway gutted and an overall, <laughs> you know, basically disaster. Speaking of old news. <laughs> yeah. Like, who gives a crap I mean, about that's that? the thing is like, dude, why did you do that? Like, why did they do that? What was the point of this other than to just let Barry walk back into the white house to appear, you know, as if, you know, from behind the stone as the savior of man, right? This and everyone no, was no... fawning over him and ignoring Biden completely. You've seen the videos. It's amazing. Like, 
everyone was like, oh, Obama, Obama. And then Biden's behind him. No one's talking to him. And you said Obama even brushed him off. He made a joke at the start of his address where he said, thanks to Vice President Biden for having me out. And people started laughing. He goes, that's a joke. And they started cheering. And then he goes, obviously, this was staged. I was just kidding. Thank you, my president, Mr. You know, President Biden. And then they started cheering again. It's like, y'all are so horribly, horribly like see-through transparent with your bullshit. Y'all cheered at him making a joke about being the real president to this day. And then you pretended to cheer when he acknowledged that the senile old man that, you know, he's just working like a puppet was actually like, give me a break. You people are a joke. They are a joke. They're all yeah. a joke. Well, I don't remember. I could be wrong, man. I know that. I, I know that generally speaking, I, I remember hearing once that that protocol there's a there's a there's a collegial sort of cordiality among ex presidents, Democrat or Republican. They all end up friends because they all sat through the same horrible pressure cooker, right? Mm-hmm. That's again the charitable reason why. My reason why is is because once you reach that level, you're part of the Illuminati, and there's no freaking difference in the first place. They're just pretending, but whatever. Ding <laughs> ding ding, conspiracy, right? And you know, Trump of course wouldn't like join. You know, we had what Carter. Both Bushes, I think, at one time. No, I guess HW had already passed. But Carter, Bush, Clinton, and Obama had had get-togethers. I think at uh, the Bush Library when it opened, and you know, Trump wouldn't show up. Anyway, <clears throat> I do remember hearing before that it was rare. I think it was when Bush did it. When Bush challenged Trump, that was like a rare. That's not supposed to happen. A former president is supposed to ride off into the sunset and accept the fact that his time has passed and then let the new presidents, whether they agree with disagree or what, you know, that's, that's how it's supposed to run. Right. I don't remember a time when a former president has shown up at the white house to promote something that he accomplished. A failed accomplishment. No, yeah. No, a failure. Colossal failure. He got elected in 08 and stripped down so many times. 13 years ago, he, and that Congress passed the Affordable Care Act. And he decided that in the midst of this, I mean, dude, it's so, again, it's so obvious that the polls are atrocious. They know they're getting their asses kicked. They can no longer hide the ineptitude of Biden, the, the senility of Biden in the insane ineptitude of Kamala Harris. Let's, they know they can't look run at it her. From a historical standpoint. No, they, they cannot run her. Sorry to cut you off there. They certainly can't run him. He'll be the first incumbent president to not get his party's nomination. And I think the history of the United States, certainly in our lifetime, but I, I, I looked at it. I looked at There's that no stuff. way he's still president come fall of 2024. There's no way. Well, even if he was, he won't get the nomination. They'll take it from him, which right? will yeah. be groundbreaking and historical in its own right. When was the last time a president who served his term, whether it was four or eight years, came back and ran again. When was the last time? Um, Roosevelt did it. Uh, yeah, he did, and he didn't win. Frank, Franklin Roosevelt. Oh, okay. Teddy no, no, did it. Yeah, te- no, Teddy, Teddy, Teddy tried to come back and run as an independent with his yeah. rhino party or whatever. And almost won. And but didn't no, I'm, I'm, we'll double check. We should double check. But I'm almost positive that Franklin Roosevelt, I think he served 
four full terms. I think he did two. But with a two with a one term break in between. Wow, you're looking that up. But I mean, historically speaking, like you're talking about 80, 90 years ago that this this yeah, happened. That's right. He's he served four terms as president. Non consecutive, like four eight, then break, and then eight more. Hang on. History.com, how FDR became the first and only president to serve four terms because it was before the 22nd Amendment that limited to okay. only two. So he actually ran four straight terms. So, yeah, okay. since the passage of the 26th Amendment, I guess it's never happened. That's groundbreaking. So their, their, their cabinet is so bare. They have so few options. No, no options that they're going to bring back Barry. And this is your prediction, and uh, I'm I'm 100 on board. I think that's reality. That's what we're looking at. At this it's moment, Barry that appears to be their only. First, they Donald. got three years to come up with something, uh, you know, fresh. Mm. But wow. I, I just don't think it's out there. Look at the I mean, look at the youth in their in their what youth in their ranks. Well, the AOCs and squad types, mm -hmm. they can't run those folks. Um. I mean, if there's one silver lining here, it seems to indicate that Hillary, remember they floated that little test balloon a couple months ago, or at least she did, where she was like, I may run again. And everybody was like, <gasps> so that's good. Well, but hey, I think it's, we also have to point out that, that, that it would also be historical for Trump, right? He got beat and then he, he's coming back to run again. So there's a lot of history on this front. Yeah. I mean, again, we, we, we assume he typically is. you don't run the defeated, but yeah defeated one bit one funny thing is been, air quotes from chisholm there uh i've heard several commentators mention how like they're keeping tabs and they've never once heard barack obama congratulate joe biden for beating his record on the most votes ever received in a presidential election hmm. let's just think about that so here's that. the, the last thing i want year old 78 year old you know you ain't black. corn for brain <laughs> corn pop uh drafter of the you know crime bill you know hunter is a crackhead son is a crackhead joe biden got more votes in a presidential election than barack obama that probably pisses him off because that's he's amazing egotistical son of a bitch it's really really like man what a charismatic leader <laughs> so okay last thing in, who was hiding in his basement for like three months Last thing. I want the drugs that they gave him to get him out on that debate stage. They worked well. Did they just or is it a body double full of speed and Adderall? Or like, you ever like, seen the earlobe thing? Mm -mm. Check out everybody. Oh check my out. God. Wait, this is we... <laughs> Dude. Okay. Do you think that Hollywood tries to groom our, our us to prepare us for things? Is that is that a do you think that's a wild ass conspiracy, or do you I... think? think that hollywood is also a part of that illuminati right you ever so seen that, the movie your answer you ever seen the movie dave, dave where the president has a stroke and they find a body double it's um it's mm, sounds familiar but i don't yeah, it's, i don't i think it's kevin klein mm. and so they just go find this random guy who would do like impersonations of the president and they make him the face of the presidency mm. just 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 google biden's earlobes i'm just saying check it out <laughs> Y'all don't do that. Um, okay. I'll do it. Everybody do it. You do it. Now <laughs> on DuckDuckGo. It's probably not yeah, gonna come up. Yeah, come up on use, Google. Maybe use some other brother. So last thing, and this is important. Obama has been implicated in 
the Durham filings as the fact as he knew about the collusion that was going on when Sussman brought that stuff the the Russian hopes to the FBI. If he knows about that and it is proven in court, can they still run the guy? Legally? I mean, and 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 also keep in mind that maybe we have a red wave in November of this year. We take over the Senate. We make a lot of hay in the House. I don't know what the legal due process is regarding something like that, blocking a presidential nomination. But if he's implicated in there and it comes out as true in the court of law, could he even run for president again? Obama, you're asking, right? Yeah. If he's implicated in having been part of the Russia collusion. And, and found guilty, yeah. Which, I mean, we, which we both I believe guess, to dude, be true, I, right? I, I mean, I guess it just comes down to how well they can control the beliefs of people of reality right because i mean like to i told point, you my brother would be like oh, who cares voting for obama because he ain't there are some people who would vote for him no matter what you proved right there are some people who will just deny it no matter what you prove um you know running him and winning are two separate things they might run them and just lie. I mean, they lie all the time anyway, dude. All of them do. It doesn't matter what side they are. They just lie and lie but and lie. I'm, I mean, I'm just wondering legally if they could run someone who was like proven to have been well, a part I mean, of the biggest. You're saying, I mean, he's the, not being the biggest. He's not being charged with scandal anything, of right? our like, lifetime. Like right now, Durham. I've said this before. If this was a legitimate. Let's root out corruption investigation. Peter Strzok, Andrew McCabe, Jim Comey, all these people from the FBI, people from the CIA, their asses would be being interrogated, being you know labeled. They would be the ones being investigated for their corruption. But right now, old you know DOJ hand John Durham. Is kind of pinning it all on Clinton and, and you know and, and her team as having misled the FBI, and that the FBI was just doing their job when they you know filed for wire you know filed for authority to you know surveil Carter Page and these people, even though it's abundantly clear that they because they put it in footnotes in the DISA, in the uh, the FISA filings that they. They, they knew where the information was coming from, right? Mm -hmm. They're all, you know, they're either grossly incompetent or they're in on it. Uh, I said, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page's emails prove they were in on it. They say, we're going to save the country from this SOB. We're going to do anything we can to take them down. And yet, they're not the ones that the, DO, the current DOJ is, is focused on. So, to your point, to your question, I just don't think that's a likelihood. I think that it will be left to the American public to connect the dots because the government is not going to do it for us. Well, everybody needs to tune in to Justified Pursuit where we connect the dots. We connect so the dots. Tell your friends. And leave us a review. I think that's going to do it for episode 71. And we do apologize uh, for Star Chisholm's father even said, hey, your last episode was dated and that's because of our... <laughs> our spring breaks that didn't line up and then just life and anyway, travel. So uh, we apologize. We're back on our normal once a week schedule. So thanks for fighting through that four star and the rest of you. We'll do better. That's always our, enough. 
our our motto. Yeah, no, this I, I think this was a, a a good show today. So hopefully you guys agree. Uh, for Chisholm Cook, I'm Cable Smith. We will see you guys next week. Take a chill pill, but make sure it's red. Thank you.